Yes, sir. I said, yes, sir. What's the deal, everybody? And welcome to episode 18 of the Leisure Time Podcast with your boy iMac. You already know the deal. This episode is brought to you by OG's World. That's OGS World. Go to ogsworld.com for all your tech accessory and retail needs. Got a real special episode for y'all, folks. My brother, WSU legend and Minnesota Viking defensive lineman, Hercules Mata'afa, joining the show, talking his rise from growing up in Hawaii to playing on Sundays for the Purple and Gold. For exclusive merch and easy podcast access, go to theleisuretimepodcast.com. That's theleisuretimepodcast.com, folks. Enough talking. Let's get to it now. Let's get it. Yes, sir. We super excited to have this guest on the show, for real, for real. D. Lyman for the Minnesota Vikings, WSU legend, sack master, TFL master. He'll whoop your ass in UFC if you ever want to throw down to. My dog, one bad Mata Alpha, Hercules, Hercules, what's the deal, fool? Hey, you at least give me the Eddie Murphy, too. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, hey man, for real, for real, bro. This is just man. I've been waiting for this interview, bro. I know your ass been busy with this season, man. Your ass been getting a lot of tick this year, really establishing yourself as one of the you know better D linemen on your team. How did it? How did the season go for you, man? With all this COVID shit, having to get tested all the time. How was the season for you, bro? Honestly, it was all exhausting, and uh, <laughs> at the end of the year. A lot of people were already clocked out, so it was kind of just like uh, I got my shot the last game, so mm-hmm. you showed this is my time to go. You showed did, bro, and like what I love about you so much, Herc, is bro. From the first time I met you, when you was a skinny ass D lineman at WSU to now, is your fucking versatility, <laughs> fool. Like before we even got on the on, on air for the do the show, man, we talked a little bit. And I just be amazed that like, bro, you really like 265, 270 playing nose tackle, D tackle, DN, fucking Y9. You do it all, bro. Like, where did that versatility come from, fool? It's just growing up in Hawaii, man. This is like, you know, we, we play against them big boys every day. Like, I got my Polynesian brothers every day. You know, we play we play tackle football at recess every single day at school. So it's kind of just like, you know, it never really came to my mind like I'm smaller than somebody or like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like that edge I grew up having. Absolutely. I feel you, bro. I feel you, bro. And, and something I noticed from the rip when I first started playing with you, bro, is your leverage. How did how did wrestling help you with your football play as far as leverage and positioning and shit like that hurt? Well, I was kind of born into a, a MMA family, you know what I mean? Like, we're, like, very competitive people. And, like, I got seven siblings, so, like, that's part of the reason why, like, I don't really back down to nothing. But, uh, you know, we was always just wrestling to, wrestling each other growing up, and that was just kind of our family sport. And uh, wrestling is, like, you have to be able to maintain leverage and have good hips and, like, good arm strength. 
and that kind of translates to my position, D-line. And, you know, Absolutely. I never really realized how important that was for me until, like, I got to the college or NFL. Yeah, man, for real, bro. Like, that shit's unique, bro. I tell people all the time. Like, everybody be asking, like, who's the best, like, who's the best D-lineman you ever played with? And I'm like, it's for sure Herc is up there because your ability, bro, to literally, like, Bend is fucking crazy, bro. Sometimes I don't think your ass have a spine, goddamn. Your ass be bent. <laughs> that shit. Hey, cuz you like them. You ever you remember the little green little fucking Dumbo shit back in the day, the little cartoon that was just gummy or dummy or whatever it was. That motherfucker just bendable. And I was like, that's hurt. Hurt never. Yeah, it was man. <laughs> I'm like, this nigga hurt could bend so well, bro. And and I honestly think that's one of your greatest, greatest attributes, bro. So I'm going to take you back to the island, man, to the rock, man. You already know the great state of Hawaii. Right. Lahaina Le- Le- Luna High School. Did I say that right? No, you butchered that. <laughs> Yo, how that how, how you say it, bro? <laughs> Fuck it. I try. Hey, the cool part is he told me it like five times before we started recording. I still can't pronounce it. <laughs> it's Lahaina Luna High School. Lahaina Luna High School, bro. You fucking bought out there, bro. I can I could rattle off the... Goddamn, probably what 40 sacks you got in your three year varsity career. There, I'm not even gonna rattle off all the stats and shit like that. But how was it just that Hawaii ball, bro? Because now you starting to see Hawaii shine. You see the tools coming out of Hawaii, you see the um Jaden Dolores coming out of Hawaii, and just great, great players coming out of Hawaii. So, how was the high school ball in Hawaii, bro? In general, well, honestly, we the boys in Hawaii usually get often overlooked just because we're so far away from, like, the actual United States. You know what I mean? Like, we're in the middle of the ocean. So it's, like, it's hard to get those schools from the East Coast to come down and look at us or, like, the SEC schools. So, you know, the Pac-12 really takes, like, ownership of coming down and, like, visiting, like, the island boys and really taking care of, like, that part of the world for the football aspect of it but Absolutely. I was I grew up on a smaller island so it was especially harder for me compared to like the other boys that would grow up on like Oahu mm-hmm. like you got the Marks Mariotas uh the Tuas the who else man y'all got Mark quarterbacks Hales, yep yeah like all those dudes they come from a completely different island and what makes it unique for me is like there's only Two people that have ever been to the NFL from my island. Damn. So you and who's the other dude, Herc? Uh, he played with uh, SC when they was them dudes. Uh, Kuluka Maiava. Okay. Oh, yeah. Linebacker. Yep. I know exactly who that is. I know exactly who that is. I mean, you know me being from L.A., SC was our NFL team, so I'm, I'm hip on him. Uh, yeah. So, Herc, who was your top three schools leaving? I mean, obviously you end up choosing Wazoo, but I'm fucking shocked you didn't go to Hawaii, bro. I didn't get offered by Hawaii. What? You lying. <laughs> That's the craziest part. You fucking lying. I swear to God. God damn. What the well, fuck? Well, I was, I was honestly blessed to have, like, two. My only two offers was Pac-12 offers. And it was Oregon State and Washington State. And, like, wa- you know how Washington State recruited? Like, they send you all the envelopes, made you look fly. You come to school, like, your coach will hand you all those envelopes in school. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel and then we got Coach well, Joe. I ain't going to lie. Watch Leach. Oh, I said watch Leach. Coach Leach and all his fucking coaches, they get on their knees when they recruit him, boy. Yeah. <laughs> they be on their knees. They love them Hawaii boys. <laughs> so, 
I'm, I'm assuming that Joe was a big part. Coach Joe Salavea, one of the be- NFL vet, one of the best D lineman coaches in the country. I'm assuming that he was like the main person recruiting you out of Hawaii. Yeah, this is Coach Joe. All right. But Leach came and visited me like three different times. So like, Damn. so like Leach was on me heavy too. Shit, I, I mean, fucking 15 sacks, 24 tackles for loss your senior year. Goddamn, I'd have been on your ass too. Uh, so shit, <laughs> no homo. <laughs> we ain't about to start that shit, hurt. <laughs> nah, we that's longer than talking, bro. So man, you go to Wazoo, bro. You red shirt that first year, man. I just remember your red shirt year, bro. In general, you used to fuck motherfuckers up in Thursday night football. That shit was crazy. But besides that, man, I want to fast forward to my senior year, the year that I really got to play with you. And bro, honestly, it's no D lineman I'd rather run a fucking tech stunt with than you, bro. That nasty to text because you got off the ball so vertically so fast. How was it that first year playing at Wazoo, us winning the Sun Bowl and that whole experience? How did that set up your career moving forward at Wazoo? Well, that redshirt year kind of, like, set the tone for, like, my college career because I was really pissed that I wasn't able to, you know, go out and be, like, a true freshman. Like, I had other guys. Like, I'm not jealous of Frankie, but, like, I was I was kind of like, I see Frankie out there. I was kind of just like, damn, I, I should be out there with Frankie. Because you know how Frankie was a true freshman, too. You Facts. know what I mean? I remember. I remember Bo. Bo was a, a beast, too. But, but I get you. But the only thing for me is, like, I was terrible at special teams. That's and Frankie what, was good as hell. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was about to meet you. <laughs> so, that was probably part of it. But, like, that, that hey. fed the hunger in me. And you know what's crazy? I didn't I didn't understand why you wasn't playing either because, like, bro, you literally was fast as shit, was strong as shit, could fucking hit. But your ass did not want to do special teams. Like, I'm like, bro, you the perfect special teamer in a sense, man. But, man, hey, man, but shit, it, it still took off for you, man. Like I said, man, how was that first year, though? How did it set? Like, after that red shirt year, man, we playing in the Sun Bowl. You balling out. You have fucking 32 tackles, 11 TFL, 7 sacks as a red shirt freshman just fucking killing. Like, how was that season for you, man? And how was, you know, how did it help you become Hercules Mata'afa, goddamn? Well, that's when, that's when they, I was, so my redshirt year, I was playing DN the whole year. Yeah. So I was never thinking about ever playing defensive tackle. So when uh, fall camp came around, Lewis they did. said, they, they showed us all the depth charts. And I was thinking like, all right, I'm going to probably be behind DP. Yeah, that's what I thought. And it was, it was DP, Lyman. Yeah. And then it said Daniel, Robert, and it said Destiny, and then me. Yep. I was like, D tackle. <laughs> and I was a freshman, so I'm like, I'm not even gonna question these coaches because I don't know how they're gonna react. And I'm just like, I, I was kind of insulted. I'm like, damn, I'm not like big. I'm not fat. I'm not. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like that's a fat man position. Like I was kind of insulted in a way, but like I held that in. And then that translated to fall camp. I played with a lot of anger. <laughs> I think that helped me out a yeah. lot, though. Absolutely. Honestly, I think Lyman was gone, bro. I think you're thinking of the previous year. I think Lyman was gone. I think it was. I can't remember the backup DM. I'm trying to think. I think it was either Jeremiah Mitchell or you. I think that the whole vision Coach Joe had is that the, that you can spell both DP and um, Destiny. You get what I'm saying? Because D-Money and um, Big Rob, they pretty much had that nose rotation going on. And you was like that one piece on the defense that could literally play 
end and tackle. They wasn't gonna move my ass to end because I didn't want none. I didn't want to play three technique and all that shit. You yeah, Coach Joe knew that but shit too. That's what it was. We had we we played a three four and we had to rush. Yep. Absolutely. That's what it was. That's what it was. So, man, I ain't gonna lie, man. I've been waiting for this interview to bring it up. Can I have but, my but, um my defensive player of the game trophy for the Sun Bowl, bro, or what, bro? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, I thought that I was gonna get the D lineman of the game for the Sun Bowl, man, and your ass ended up taking it from me, man. But how was that game against Miami, man? Like in the fucking snow? Like, what was your fondest moment in that game? Man, I got this. Really, what? I think won me that award is like I got to the sack just before DP did. Yep. But, but then, <laughs> hey, your celebration was tough I, I, too. I, I, I was, oh yeah, the, I, I was disrespectful with that this celebration too. The, what? It was you was like, didn't you like had the U and you turned it down and like fucking put I, your knee on it or some shit? Yeah, <laughs> I had the U up and then I turned it upside down and I acted like I punted it. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh man, that was so fucking cool. But man, I got the sack too and I ran off on the plug twice. And I, but I think what it was too. That charge, you not. It don't say like you a D line. Exactly. It said I was a backer, but it's all good, bro. Like honestly, bro. Like like I always tell people, bro. Like me being like an outside backer, DN, you were. Truly, you are truly one of the best D linemen I've ever ran a text on with, ever rushed with, because it's so easy rushing, rushing off of you, bro. You get what I'm saying? Like, you literally is all go. So, like, as a DN, all you got to do is kind of read off of you and you can get sacked. So, I'm going to fast forward to your red shirt junior year. Yo ass is consensus everything, goddammit. Consensus All-American, consensus poly, all poly. You just fucking won every fucking award. Defensive player of the year in the Pac-12, 10 sacks, 22 TFLs. Bro, what was you on that last season at WSU? Goddamn, bro. You want, you want me to be honest? I'm on, be honest. Please be honest. Please be I honest. Wanted, I wanted to get to the league. I, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go back <laughs> another year. I love the Cougs. Don't get me wrong, but like it, it was time for me to go. I need, I need to get paid. I feel you. I feel you, bro. But, but man, I just want to go back to that fucking Utah game, bro. I and part of that, I, I was actually extra motivated too because that's the year that Coach Joe left and oh, he went yeah. to Oregon. Oh yeah, it sure was. And and then Coach Phelps, I want to say, was your new D line coach, right? Yeah, and like the way my mind works, it kind of just like there's like a switch. It's like Damn, it kind of felt like a betrayal, even though it wasn't like he he did what's best for him and his family. But I took it that way, in a sense of like to motivate me to like go out there and like continue to prove people wrong. Because I had nonstop comments about how undersized I was. I'm not big enough. I'm not strong enough. And like those things, like it's like a tick in my brain. Yeah, it's just like. It just turns on when when I need to turn it on, and there's no going back after that. I feel you, bro. And honestly, bro, I, I may bring up like not a touchy situation because obviously you still in the league, and nigga, you still doing what the fuck you want to do. But I felt that it was so fucking disrespectful that you didn't get drafted, right? I've seen motherfuckers like win defensive uh, player of the Pac-12 like Scooby Wright run fucking five two and still get fucking drafted. You get what I'm saying? What? Why do you think? Well, how can I say this? Because I don't want you to like you know throw shade at nobody or no shit like that either, Herky. Nah, I don't care. Hey, hey, well, I'm an open book. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really 
if, I, if I'm cool with you and you can tell me anything, bro, right. like, for real. So, well, fuck it. I'm going to be honest, then. Why the fuck did Wazoo hold you in the draft process, bro? Like, I don't it, – it must have been some coach or somebody said some bullshit for you not to get drafted, bro. How do you feel about your whole draft experience, my guy? I'm not trying to throw shade, but, like, for the – I'm trying to like gloat about what I did for Wazoo, but like I never really felt like I was treated the way I should have been treated based off my performances in games. Mm-hmm. If you understand what I meant, no, I, I mean by that. I get you, bro. I get you. Like I feel like if anything, like I should have had some like all right, hurt hurt goes on the field and he does what he does and he's able to perform and. He able to make good plays for us, but like, I never got. I felt like I never really got that from my own coaches, especially what I experienced now in the league. Absolutely, and and it's fucked up, Herc. Like, cause you're one of them rare occasions, them rare recruits and, and like, that actually did. I, I would be like hurt and like completely like sprained ankle. I had my eye poked out. Still played. Like a contusion on my knee, I practiced the whole uh, bowl week and played in the bowl game. And it was kind of like things is like, you going to still make me go on Muscle Beach yeah. and try to make me go on Muscle Beach and like, and not just let me try to heal up as opposed to just like, because I'd rather go out and practice than go do Muscle Beach because I think like, I'd rather go out there working and practicing my craft. Facts. As opposed to working on Muscle Beach, if you know what I mean. I get you, bro. Do you think a little bit has to do with Coach Joe leaving Wazoo, your red shirt junior year? Do you think that, like, for instance, I'm meaning, like, do you think that if Coach Joe would have stayed, bro, do you think that your 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 draft process would have been a little bit different if he was at Wazoo and then the scouts were talking to him and things of that nature? Yeah, because I completely trusted Coach Joe. Like, I knew he had my back, and that was kind of my security blanket. Uh... Because I know Coach Joe would not let any bad words go out in my direction. And I that's kind of the relationship he had with his players. And that's what I respected a lot about Coach Joe. Like, he really did have our, his boys back. Mm-hmm. He did, bro. And, 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 to, and, to, and to be honest with you, to the, de- to the detriment of me and KP, um, you know, shit, this ain't my interview, but just because we so close and so tight and since we're on the subject – Coach Joe motivated me to take care of my people, in a sense. Like, I think Coach Joe, he really... He reminded you of what you're doing this for. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Like, bro, I respect the fuck out of Coach Joe because at the end of the day, he went to the Rock in Samoa. He went to the island in Hawaii. He grabbed his kids. He grabbed his poly kids. He brought them to Wazoo, and he made sure that them boys eat. You get what I'm saying? And and honestly, I'm not on no hate and shit to the detriment, I, like I said, of me and KP. But shit, I think that if me and KP would have got a little bit more love, we could have got drafted. You get what I'm saying? But they instead of putting KP on one side and me on the other side, they was like, fuck that. Ivan and KP got to compete so my boys can eat. And which I respect in a sense. You get what I'm saying? But at the same time, it motivates me as a man, as a as a probably a future coach one day and shit like that to be like, okay, cool. I'm not going to be racist or no race, not racism or no shit like that, but it's just like, I'm going to make sure that I take care of my peoples too. You get what I'm saying? And I respect the fuck out of them for that shit, for real. So, bro, can you just give me one crowning achievement? What's your favorite memory at Wazoo, bro? It could be on the field, off the field. What's your favorite memory at Wazoo? Uh, 
To be honest, just being around my boys, you know what I mean? Like, I came from a small island. Like, I, I wasn't used to being around, like, multiple black people, multiple white people, like, different, mm-hmm. like, majority of, like, different people around mm-hmm. me, if you know what I mean. No, so, I, like, I learned about a lot of people, and I learned about a lot of backgrounds where they come from. And I, I think that was the most, most I took away from my college experience is, like, I got mm-hmm. to learn about, like, where different people come from and, like, how they were raised as opposed to I was raised. And, you know, I thought that was the coolest part of, like, the college experience. Man, bro. And honestly, bro, you're (laughs) – you were so diverse with your homies, too. Like, you was always with that boy Trev. You was always with that boy G. uh, G Hoyt. You feel me? Um, You always come hang out with me, KP. You'll go hang out with the Usos. You feel me? You'll go hang out with every fucking body, the the frats. And I can honestly say from the outside looking in – or I guess I could say from the inside looking in because, shit – you know, I was your teammate. I was with y'all. I was one of your bros. I could, I could honestly say that you enjoyed your fucking time at Wazoo, bro. <laughs> I did. I can honestly say that. <laughs> so it was more. Yeah, it was more about me like learning, like yeah. Cause like in Hawaii, like we're not really used to it. like everybody's like around each other. You see the same faces every day. You, you know what I mean? It's not. We never. I never grew up in a big city. Mm-hmm. I was more of like a country boy. Yeah, absolutely. Coming through. Coming to like a multicultural like place like Wazoo. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Wazoo is the perfect place for like people from small towns because Pullman is still a small town, but it's not super small. And also, you get in like a, a influx of so many different kind of races, people. You know, so kudos to you, bro, for enjoying your college experience, man. Like I, I enjoyed my college experience. And one thing I loved about our Wazoo football team is like. At the end of the day, we could be like, fuck the coaches. We all cool with each other. Like, we go get a big win. We all at G-Post turning up type shit. You feel me? And I just remember uh, those memories, bro. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for the first mix of the day. K Dollars, drop that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The leisure time. The, 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 the leisure time podcast. Leisure time. Leisure time. Turn me up. They like that. DJ K'd up. I've been chilling on some cool shit. Make the bag do a few flips. Make the bitch take a few trips. That's your border run, call a few sprints. Wear the ring, go a wedding band. Hit the streets, we took hella bands. Why I rap, say no tell a man. Hit the phone ringing, it's the jump man. I've been chilling on some cool shit. Make the bag do a few flips. Make the bitch take a few trips. That's a border run, call a few sprints. Wear the ring, go a wedding band. In the streets, we took hella bands. Why I rap, say no tell a man. Hit the phone ringing, it's the jump man. One, three, two, three. Seen the back, can't reach him. Close the nigga switching envy. That's a plate of hundreds dripped in blue cheese. Skip the class, told him miss me. Hit the plug, told him 50. Hex bitch, go miss me. Take strips, get two weeks. Better mask up, better mask up. Now I got the people on me. Separation, gotta keep my distance. Not what I need around me. Better mask up, better mask up. Now I got the people on me. Niggas got to, gotta keep my distance. Why niggas speaking about me? Hundred bands, we gon' say that. 34, that's a sack pack. Exotic bus, where the loud at? Told them keep the runs where the drink at. We the way, they neglect that. Spade to spade, told them say that. Tell the labels we can make an off. Watch me killin' coochie, hit it bed back. Like Mike Calvin Cambridge. Growing up was the same shit. Crazy how we think about it. Then cops lost and turned lessons. Beat my bands, then do lessons. Piping down, getting two extra. Bring it back once you get it right. Can't fumble that, gotta do better. I've been chillin' on some cool shit. 
Make the bitch take a few trips. Where the ring go, where the man? Why racks they don't tell a man? DJ K down. Oh, you need something that's when you calling. Asking for favors way too often. When we were starving, you weren't calling. But now we ballin', we ain't talking. They be calling, yeah. They be calling. They be calling. They be calling, yeah. Oh, they be calling. Around. I'm focused on living better the way you did me was foul I had the struggles to survive, we still managed to smile Jojo said he wanna move, wasn't playing around And if you need something, please don't call me You know my son, daughter, I'm a shawty When you called me, I looked out like always They said you wasn't real, found out out the hallway That was such a hard day When you called, I picked up, when I was low, you switched up Now my neck is lit up, I had to struggle to get up We was crawling the shit, but now we up, we ballin' the bitch Oh, you need something, that's when you callin' Asking for favors way too often When we were starving, you weren't calling Oh, now we ballin', we ain't talking They be calling, yeah They be calling They be calling They be calling, yeah Oh, they be calling You needed that, gave it to you, that because I had it Then you started taking advantage, I seen your pattern I ain't blaming you, it was my fault, I allowed it to happen I ain't worried about it, I'm focused on money stacking Man, you calling way too often, what you want? Wanna hold a couple dollars, man, I'm broke Go get a pack, flip that, you rather go smoke Man, if you living like that, I can't fuck with you, bro You need something, that's when you calling Asking for favors way too often When we were starving, you weren't calling Oh, now we ballin', we ain't talking They be calling, yeah They be calling They be calling They be calling Yeah, oh, they be calling DJ K Yes, sir. Hey, man, that second track right there was calling by K Dollars. Hey, Dollars, that shit was fire, bro. For real, for real. That first track was Jumpman by Three from the V. Not Three from the AF, it's Three from the V. Bro slid in my DMs was like, hey, bro, it's Three from the V, not from the AF. So, bro, man, we appreciate your support, and I got it right. Three from the V, goddammit. Let's get back to this interview. Let's get it. Man, draft come, you don't get your name selected. You know, you end up signing a, a undrafted deal with the Minnesota Vikings. You fucking ball the fuck out in rookie camp and OTAs. But June 6th, you tear your fucking ACL. How deflating was that, bro? Well, when it first happened, I was like, damn, I'm never going to get my shot again to be in this league. Cause I didn't really understand how the league worked, how they they're able to keep you around when you get hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought I was just a undrafted dude who got hurt, so I'm just going to be tossed to the streets, you know what I mean? Yeah. With an ACL injury. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, that's not good on your resume. Facts. But Dealing with I that shit I, now. My, when I got, first got to camp, you know, just like I said, like, I, I'm able to challenge, channel my anger through, like, what should have happened compared to, what I thought should have happened compared to, like, what happened. And, like, I was hurt that I didn't get drafted. Like, you know what I mean? I I put in an unbelievable season my last year. I'm sorry not to cut you off hurt, but no no cap, bro. Sorry. No cap, bro. I was hurt for you, dog. 
Like, real shit, bro. I was super disappointed, cuz, because it's like, what my nigga gotta do? Like, you feel me? Like, I was literally like, what he gotta do, bro? Cuz it done had 30 sacks damn near, 100 TFLs in three years, it felt like, and like, rich bro can't go in the seventh, six? Like, is motherfuckers blind, bro? But my bad, I just had to throw that in there, bro. I felt crazy <laughs> too, bro. I was pissed, bro. I'm still pissed. Yeah, myself. I felt disrespected. Yeah. And like, a part of my culture where I come from, like, when you disrespected, like, you either, like, show up and, like, prove yourself or, like, you know what I mean? Or yeah. you just go back to your family and you just get the comforts of your family. But, like, I'm like, no, I'm taking this head on. And, like, the switch gets kept turning on and off at practice. Like, you know, the, I went to practice. I was like, no one's going to block me today. <laughs> and no one no one could block me for, like, three straight weeks. Man. And my, co- my coach called me. Like, I called my coach. I'm like, sorry, coach, man. I told my ACL. And he basically told me, like, hey, Hurt, we love you, man. Like, the things you're doing on the field is unbelievable at your size. Because when I first got in, I was playing linebacker, though. <laughs> let me let me rewind a little bit. So when I first got to uh, camp, I was yeah. playing linebacker. What the fuck? <laughs> Mid- Will hey, linebacker. Hey, do they not know you dumb as hell? <laughs> <laughs> but you're ugly. I was like... Will linebacker, and like I was in that meeting, and they was talking about like the linebacker uh, alignments and stuff, and like the drops. I'm like, I ain't never learned none of this in my entire life. Like I'm about to get cut. <laughs> but like, I'm not gonna lie. Like when I was at linebacker, I was showing good uh, physicality and everything. So you like, athletic, bro. Fuck you, fucking athletic. Yeah. That's why I was coming down the hill, smacking like fullbacks and like. You know, taking on the pullers and stuff, boxing, and I knew all that stuff. But like, it was like thirty alignment, forty alignment. Like, I don't know all that. Like, mm-hmm. you could go on with that. That's for the birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when did they make you switch? Then, like, when did they figure out? Like, oh fuck. Well, well they, I think they just kind of saw me struggling with like the concepts of like playing linebacker because I, they had me like covering, like playing man to man. I'm like, man, this is gonna be tough. Yeah. And then like. I met with the D line, our, our D line coach now, uh, Andre Patterson. Like I love the dude to death. Like Man, he really took player. me under his wing and taught me a lot. And he's like considered one of the best coaches in the league. Hell yeah! But, like uh, he said, he he said, come to my office after practice. I went up to his office. He's like, hey, I honestly don't believe you belong in the backfield like that. You belong with your uh, hand in the dirt, getting off the ball and second quarterbacks. I was like, I, I agree with you, Coach. Like, I don't feel comfortable back there, man. Like, come save me. Facts, facts. I mean, turn on the fucking tape. I mean, it's 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 funny that you say that because it kind of remind me of the bull from the Cardinals, uh, Hassan Riddick. Um, they, uh, I think, bro was like a DN at Temple his whole time, and then the Cardinals trying to make him a linebacker, and then they finally his last year this on his fifth year option, it was like, fuck it, we're gonna move you to D lineman, and Cuz had like fourteen sacks. Like you just because you feel me, you gotta let motherfuckers play what they comfortable at playing, man, for real, for real. Yeah, let let dudes let that be the second option. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Facts. So hurt. So like I said, you recovered from that twenty eighteen. You didn't play that twenty eighteen season, bro. You had to go. My fault. I'm not really asking your questions that that well though. But like, I'd be going off track because there's a lot to talk no, about. No, 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 bro, bro. <laughs> this is bro. This is literally me and you. Fucking, we at the locker room just talking. 
You get what I'm saying? That's the vibe of this podcast, bro. And like, I, I could write a New York's bestseller off of my story. <laughs> Man, you really can, bro. You really can, bro. And, and this is going to be a New York bestseller, goddammit, because people need to hear your story, bro. People just think that it comes easy for motherfuckers, bro. Like, people probably half of your fans, half of your followers probably don't even know that you tore your ACL. Half of your followers probably don't even fucking know that the first time you was really in like a multicultural community was in Pullman. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, you dropping fucking gems, bro, and that's what the TLT, the Leisure Time podcast is about, bro. It's about dropping gems, bro. So, how the fuck was it coming back in 2019? I know that you had to play on the Peace Squad a little bit, but then you got active for six, seven games. How was your first taste being in the regular season in the NFL? Because I played in the preseason. <clears throat> well, ain't been blessed enough to play in no regular season NFL games, but I can pretty much guarantee that the speed in the preseason is way different than the speed in the regular season, right? Uh, no, nah, I just I just think there's better players in the regular season. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I, 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 that, that, that's no uh, what's called uh, shot at you, but I'm just keeping it real. Like, no, you know no, I mean? bro, keep it a hundred shit. What the <laughs> fuck, nigga? My ass was fat. I got cut because my ass was two thirty five in OTAs, and I came back at two sixty five, two seventy because Coach <laughs> Brian Cox, he was for the Falcons. He was like, Ivan, you look good, but you're too light in the ass. If you don't come back two fifty five, two sixty, your ass ain't gonna play. Me being a young, dumb guy fresh out of college, nigga, just horny because I got my fucking opportunity. Shit, I was like, fuck it, let me gain this weight because coach wanted me to gain this weight. But I didn't do it the right way, Herc. I came back, I didn't have, I probably had my A to B speed still, but I didn't have what made me me, the quick twitch, the, you know what I'm saying? The, the hada hada. I don't know, the yitty yitty. You know what I mean by the yitty yitty. Like, you get off the ball, you hit a nigga with a pop-up. I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? And, so, and, and, and I didn't have I that vet. about the league mm-hmm. is like, they don't just take like good college players, you know what I mean? Yep. They take people with like the ability. If you have the ability to change a game, that's what keeps you around in your first couple of years. Facts. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Big like, playability. They, yes, it's not basically how good you read something, or it's, it's your potential. So, like coming into your rookie rookie year, like they're looking for like your potential. Mm-hmm. Of what you can be, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I can see that. So I got a question, man. Like me, I didn't have a vet when I went to Atlanta. I think that kind of fucked me up. So every time, ever since I've been cut from the Falcons, I, even though it's been CFL, I've never been cut again. You know, because I learned how to be a vet through through hardship, through adversity. So every time I go into a training camp since I've been cut with Atlanta, I always find a rookie, take him under my wing, like, hey, bro, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. So who was that guy for you in Minnesota that like kind of took you under your wing? It was like, hey, hurt you feel me? Do this, do that, or did you kind of already had that mindset? Well, to be honest, when I first got in, I just you know just kept my head down. Like I didn't really want to be known to like bother mm-hmm. people. I just wanted to be. I was there to play ball. It was all business for me when I first got there. Facts. So I wasn't really trying to go out there and look for relationships with like other dudes, like be cool with people. Mm-hmm. Like I was there for one thing, like to make the team. Facts. So, like, when I make the team, like, I was trying to earn, like, I earned respect. So, that's why people started, like, coming up to me. They're like, hey, Herc, what's good? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, right. it's more of me, like, earning my respect as opposed to, like, trying to go up to somebody and be like, hey, man, what'd you do here? What'd you do here? But, well, I'm not going to lie. Well, like, well, I, I don't mean like times. that as a vet, but, bro, I mean, all right, so let me tell you what I mean. So, 
Okay, when I went to the Falcons, bro, I balled out in the OTAs and shit like that. But I was so young that I didn't have nobody to tell me, like, AI, make sure that, you feel me? This nigga just told you to gain this weight, nigga. Make sure that you, you feel me? That you do that shit yeah. the right way. Don't be it. Like, it literally was such a young, because mind you, they just drafted, you know, young linebackers in the room. So everybody, we all young. You know what I'm saying? The only difference is them niggas was drafted. I wasn't. So we all kind of learning on the fly, but and that's also to, an important piece. You feel me too? Exactly. Towards the end, though, um, it's a guy named Leroy Reynolds. Man, he he's a great special teamer, ten year, nine, ten year vet in the league. Towards the end, where I almost cut, he became my vet, and then I started to get it. Like, damn, okay, I see Leroy always going to the cold tub. Damn, I see this nigga hot tub, and I see him in the training room. I see him eating the right way, but it was kind of too late for me when he became my vet. So I guess I'm not saying that nobody that you kind of ha ha rah rah with, but who was that example? Who was that bet that you saw? Like, okay, cuz, like, all right, I see how cub move. Like, you feel me? Bet. You feel me? I see what they on. Did you have any of that, or you just literally like, just kept your head down and did your shit? Yeah, yeah I, I peeped some dudes. Like, I would look at EK, Eric Kendricks. Like, dudes just, like, all football all the time. Like, even Daniel Hunter. Like, Man, he's, a, he's the craziest man. athlete body i've ever seen no homo like cut is shredded like i ain't seen nothing like it like i ain't seen no other human being like him bro what he freaky like that bro he got veins popping out of his legs out of his forearms like bro it's crazy like <laughs> oh shit. like when i first got there I'm like damn i'm going against like athletes like i gotta compete for a job against dudes like this <laughs> i'm, I'm screwed <laughs> Even Everson Griffin, too, man. Everson Griffin is, like, stacked, dude. I'm like, bro, I ain't built like these dudes, but, like, I'm just as tough as them. Yeah, so like, facts, facts. And that's what you got, Herc. Like, I think, like you said, just hearing about more about your background, bro, growing up on a small little area in Hawaii, I think that that resilience that you got in you, bro, you got a lot of fucking fighting, bro. You got a lot of fighting, bro, and I think... And a lot of toughness, bro. And I think, like you said, your background, how you grew up, it instilled that shit in you. You feel me, bro? Is that safe to say? Yeah, like, it It don't come to mind that, like, I'm not supposed to be doing the things I'm doing compared to, like, another person if they were the same size as me. Like, they're not doing the same thing that I would be doing. Like, that doesn't, like, pop into my head. Exactly. Like, it's just, it's just regular for me. Regular as fuck. I'm already knowing, bro. And now it's time for a quick intermission. Yo, Dallas, drop that joint, bro. The, 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 the Leisure Time, the, the Leisure Time Podcast. The Thug. Yeah. Metro. DJ K Dot. Yeah, Metro, yeah, Metro, yeah, Metro. And what? Metro booming wants some more shit. Shootin' me, but I rick it, but I slick Spit like seven bands on a tricolor pick All my signs red like a stop, nigga, no pick Mocha purple, nigga, I like fucking Marshall's wall Ain't a foreign else a day, I was just walking, whoa Love my baby mama, now my bitch a Barbie, whoa All red diggy suit on right now, slouch and whoa Yeah, 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 yeah Herka, Herka Lee DJ K. Watching me. Like, 
stoking us. They know they old lady not running, they fall for us. We so tired of taking losses, ain't no more choking us. I promise, why you sell on aping, they dunk us. These nigga punters, they want me wounded. I'm still stoned, mac and cheese on me. These nigga cloning, I'm full, but I'm still home. Hey, when he click clock, I'll make your bitch stop. Ice inside my TikTok, cause cookies, no briscoe. I just bought a Cuban link. The Leisure Time, the Leisure Time podcast. So, we'll fast forward to this season, man. Um, I got the news on Twitter that you made the final roster to begin the season, bro, and I was ecstatic for you, bro, because I know. See, like I said, it goes back to like motherfuckers think it's easy. Like you give me, especially as an undrafted bull, like it's not easy. But you clearly, you gotta, clearly, you gotta wait in line. You gotta wait in line. So this season, your ass fucking, you know, as a rotational piece, as like, you was James Harden on the Vikings D-line, basically. That's all I want to call you. You was like a James Harden in OKC for the Vikings D-line. And your ass bought out, bro. 26 tackles, three sacks, you know, hella, hella, hella quarterback pressures. Um, saw your ass sack Stafford last week of the season. How was this season for you, bro? Like, would you say that this was a good kind of starting point for the rest of your NFL career? Well, in the beginning, I thought it was going to be the end. <laughs> like, it was, it was very hard for me to see the field in the beginning of the season. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was getting, yeah. the, fir- the first eight games, like, I didn't even play. Like, there, there, there's like four games where I would play like four to two snaps. Was he on but teams then, at all? What is that? Was you on special teams at all during the first couple weeks or not? Nah? No, I haven't ever been on special teams. Bro, what the... Bro, how the fuck are you keep avoiding not playing special teams? What the fuck? Are you about to piss me off? Man, what the fuck? How the fuck are you avoiding not playing special teams but your ass still be on active squad? That shit is crazy to me, bro. The fuck? And then I got cut in the middle of the season. For what? Then you said they need to bring it. Like I, I don't know the reasons why. Like I'm not gonna go out of my way and say like what I think they thought because yeah. I don't really know. But so I'm not gonna try to put that out there. But I got cut in the middle of the season, and I kind of felt it coming because I wasn't getting. I, I wasn't suiting up. I wasn't. I was barely playing, and like I was barely practicing too. And mm-hmm. then the when they traded uh old boy uh Yannick. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really yeah. opened up the gate for me to be, like I was the next man up you know what I mean mm-hmm. I was going to be a backup and I didn't really know if it's going to be the same role as I was getting before but you know they just kind of threw me in a fire against uh, one of the best teams in the league the Packers that was really my first ever NFL experience I feel like because all the other games I would only play on third down Exactly. Makes sense. And you and you ball, man. You you even got to Aaron Rodgers like a couple times. He he saw you. He remember you. He remember like, okay, this motherfucker, I gotta watch out for him next year now. He remember, bro, because he almost got his ass a couple times, goddamn. And I could have had three that game for real. Talk to him. Talk to me. But he but but Aaron Rodgers go, man, he get the ball out of his hands like crazy. Like I, crazy. I ain't seen nothing like him. That, that's just, just fucking crazy. So you you think that he's probably the best quarterback you ever faced then? Yeah, I think he's better than Mahomes. Damn. That, I mean, we got to stop everything and talk about that. Hold on. You think Aaron Rodgers is better than Patrick Mahomes? 
Absolutely. Why is that? Just like his look, look at the season he had, where it's like an offensive year for the quarter, quarterbacks this year. Like this is an offensive year. Like COVID year is offensive year. Like yeah. there's no crowd. Uh, they can make all their checks down the line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They get, they can do all, any audible they want because mm-hmm. they can. They're able to hear like on natural game day. Like we would have the crowd and they can't hear nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's hard harder to communicate throughout the whole offense. But uh, you see what that man did this year. All, four interceptions. God I think. damn! And forty eight touchdowns. I want to say forty eight touchdowns. Like. That ratio is unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> 48 to 4? <laughs> yeah, it's great. I think Aaron Rodgers only had two double-digit interception years in his whole 13-year career. And, and I yeah. think he had three three <laughs> interceptions in one game. So, like, yep. really. Against the Bucks. Against the Bucks. So, like, other than that game, he had one interception the whole year. All right. That's cool shit. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, that shit. That's crazy. But you you played against another goat this year in Tom Brady. How was that playing against the goat? Man, like, I wish I had more playing time because I really wanted to get him. That was a, that was a bucket list game right there. <laughs> but uh, there was one play where I could have had him, but I get got held from the back and like I fell to the ground and I was like, it crushed me, bro. I'm like. Dang, that'd be the right worst feelings. Fuck, that'd be the worst. I was like, Tom Brady was right there. <laughs> this motherfucker want to hold me on this play. Damn, <laughs> Damn that's, uh, it'd be like that. And honestly, because sometimes you be in the interior, bro. And sometimes I know that if you one on one with a guard and the center see your ass, he might, you know, go lean your way. So that's why. I, that's why I be telling. Like, it'd be fucking mind boggling. You're really a fucking freak, bro. Like. Dude, I see 320-pound motherfuckers get knocked out the motherfucking car. They get knocked out the box. They be getting pancaked, all type of shit. And then I see your ass. I'm not saying you little because you ain't little. But I see your ass. You smaller than most D-linemen coming in there and still getting pressure, still doing your shit. And it's just so impressive, bro. And and, and also, you must have a grudge against the Bears, bro. What did the Bears do to you? Because every time you play against the Bears this year, you balled the fuck out. Like, what did the Bears do to you? Did they, did they skip you in the draft or something? Like... How come when you seen the blue and orange hey. this year, you balled the fuck out? Hey, you know who coached there, right? Who? Local. Oh, yeah, yeah. He the strength and conditioning coach. Yep, yep. How was y'all conversation after the game or before the game? You know, I'm going to keep that private, but, like, you know, right. me and local never really had the best coach-player relationship. Oh, yeah. We gonna, fuck it. We ain't about to mention that. We ain't about to mention that. Let's go back to just on the field. What's up with you and the Bears, bro? Like, how, how – you had a fucking – so I'm reading your stats real quick. So basically against the Bears this year, you had a total of 11 tackles and it looks like you had a sack. 11 tackles in a sack and multiple QB pressures, multiple TFLs. What is it with the Bears? Like, did you just have a vendetta against the motherfuckers? Nah, that's just, I don't know what's up with the the Bears, bro. It's just the Bears, bro. I don't know why I turned up on them games, but like, <laughs> you turn, on that Monday night football game, oh my god, bro, that fucking. I think I was part of it too, because I was still coming off like I just came back, I just resigned back to the active roster that week against the Bears, so I was like, I had something to prove against the Bears. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was the greatest platform for me to do it too because it was on Monday night. Hell yeah, now the world know who Mata'afa is. You got the coldest name too. Like Buddha Baker, Hercules Mata'afa. Like them them some cold ass names right there. Like nigga, them niggas sound like they in the league. Like nigga, this nigga yeah, name is Hercules yeah, Mata Alpha, yeah, nigga. Mama blessed me. Mama blessed you with that name for real, for real, bro. So man, bro. Overall, man, I just I'm just loving your trajectory, bro. Like I really I'm really and I, I'm loving your mindset too, bro. You you came a long way from that fucking goofy ass red shirt freshman, you feel me, that was at Wazoo pranking motherfuckers and talking shit. You still pranking and talking shit, but I can tell that you've been through some adversity, bro. I can tell that you've been through some adversity these past couple years. You overcame some adversity these past couple years, and now I feel that you finally you know your purpose, bro. And your purpose always been this. You won bad Mata Alpha, bro. Like, that's your purpose, bro. Like, every time you go on the field, bro, I know you know this already, but just keep your edge. Keep doing what the fuck you doing, bro. I see 10-plus year career in the NFL, bro, so just keep doing your shit, my guy, for real, for real, cuz. Man, just keep grinding, man. Keep grinding, bro. That's all you can do, bro. So, now, bro, before we end, man. And you always keep that mental right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to keep the mental right. Got to keep the mental right. Before we end the show, man, I got a couple quick hitters for you. Your number one, who wins this week in the USC main event? Dustin Poirier, Poirier, how the fuck you say that motherfucking last name, or Conor McGregor? Who you got? Man, I'm excited for this one, man. The return of the Met. Man, that, that man is just like. That man's an inspiration because I, I watched him as soon as he got into the UFC and like from where he came from to where he is now, with like the business side of everything, like his his negotiating skills, like yeah. he really doing everything on his own. Like that's why that's why I kind of like like about McGregor. Like you know, what I mean, he, he I feel like he kind of has the same mindset as me in a way. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you. fuck everything. Like I'm gonna do me. You know what I mean? Facts. And like, I got Connor for sure. <laughs> Easy first round start. <laughs> Damn, I got him too in the first round. <laughs> Shit, this got me thinking. Would you ever once you retire one day, bro? Would you ever see yourself going into the octagon? Depends what age I'm at, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, true, 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 true. <laughs> if your ass thirty five, you just retired. I wouldn't advise. You're already a millionaire, goddamn. Don't be fucking fighting for no reason. <laughs> if some shit pops off next year, and you know. I'm not on the league, knock on wood, but like, I'm definitely into it. Like, mm-hmm. that's definitely see, on my you see mind. You our dog Cache doing that shit now. KP, shout out KP, man. He three and zero right now too, doing the damn thing. Yeah, man. The, the other side of it is like MMA could be very, very brutal too. Oh, yeah. If you don't know. Shit, I just seen your boy, uh, what's his name, Holloway? His face was looking like he just got stumped on. He, that nigga was throwing no-look punches and shit. I was like, this motherfucker cold. That's that 808 gangster shit, Gangster man. shit. I fuck, hey, man, Hawaii, I be trying to tell motherfuckers Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii got, got some scrappers, bro. Hawaii. Like, we known for that. <laughs> I'm already knowing the deal. I'm already knowing. Shit, I, shit. I remember your ass. We, we, we you had some hands, bro. Girls, so girl, we, we, we be throwing hands on Hawaii. All right, so another another question I got for you. Another qu- question I got for you. Who is your starting for all time Wazoo D line? And just because you on the phone with me, nigga, I don't want. I do not have to be your buck. You feel me? Your rush. So who would you have if you had to go to war with your four D linemen? Who you got? I must. You already. You're you included in there. So you really just got to pick three people. So who you got? Man, I don't even know the names of everybody, bro. 
<laughs> you gonna put me on the spot like that? I'm gonna put you on the spot, bro. So who's who's starting that DN? Who's starting that strong side DN? Strong side DN. Hey, give me a couple. I need to look up the names and shit. So bro. you know, you had Daryl Paulo, you had Lyman, you had shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying with the people I play with. Oh no, no, I'm talking about like the people you play with. The people you only play with. Fuck. I mean, if you ain't play with them, fuck them. I'm talking about the who you play with. Who would be your starting 4D line, including you? Am I counting a rush? Um, rush. Yep, you're counting a rush too. So rush, D tackle, nose, and end. I'm assuming that you're gonna put yourself at D tackle. So who's gonna be your end, your nose, and your rush? It would have to be DP my end. Okay. Probably D Money as my nose. All right, who's that rush? Me. That's the hardest. That's the hardest. Me, one. Frankie, or KP? Goddamn, you only got three options. Goddamn. Well, cause that shit is really a coin flip at wherever way you want to toss it. Like that. That's probably the hardest one. Like you, you guys are all known for different shit too. So who? So what, like, who would you K- say K- Frankie K- was K- known for? He was just like raw talented. Yeah, but he didn't really have the football skills. Like he he played off a of raw talent. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel like you had the finesse. And I feel like Frankie had the strength. Mm-hmm. So who you going with? Sounds kind of right, huh? Yeah, it sounds kind of right. I think straight. I think that I was more finesse, more speed guy. KP just, I'm going to whoop his ass. That's his mentality. I'm going to win. Yeah, like he's a natural talent dude. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he plays football. Exactly. You know I mean? And then Frankie was just so fucking powerful. Like when he hit a quarterback, they felt that shit. You feel me? So it's up to you it's who Frank- you pick. You going with Frankie? Like, that, that shit really hard. Like, that's some shit. All right, I, fuck, I, it, I fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. We're going to rotate that position. All three of us going to rotate. Fuck it. <laughs> so, we got DP. Like, I, I'm being dead honest. All right. I, I respect it, bro. And I appreciate that, bro. Because, you feel me? Um, thank you for throwing me in there with them. You feel me? Because I feel like, I, I shit, I had a just as a good. Cause you know, I only, only played two years at Wazoo, bro. You feel me? And yeah. I feel like my senior year, shit, I balled the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, appreciate you. Well, let's count the sacks. How, how much sacks you had your last year? I had seven. How much uh, KP had? I think se- seven. <laughs> and I Frankie think Frankie had, had eight. Frankie had eight? Yeah, so you got to go with Frankie. <laughs> yeah, I might have to go with Frankie. I know you want to go with Frankie. You want an all-poly D-line. What the fuck, Coach Joe? He, he started in you. You want an all-poly D-line. Fuck you. He in the league though right now. I know, no, no, I don't know. No, 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 absolutely, last week. absolutely. Oh no, no, Frankie's a beast. Frankie's a fucking beast. Trust me, Frankie's but, a beast. But I'm talking straight, like college. I couldn't tell you. All right, for sure. So, <clears throat> Herc, man, this is the last one. Best D lineman you ever played with? Daniel Hunter, easy. <laughs> <laughs> what makes him so good, bro? You ever watch that man play? Hell yeah, I do. So that's what I'm asking you. I want your personal opinion. What makes that man so good? I have never seen this man lose a one-on-one rep at practice. God damn. Not once. That's how good this motherfucker is. God damn, bro. That's crazy, man. Shit, man. Well, DH, man. Hey, man, try to get that nigga on my podcast then. Fuck it. (laughs) 
I know you'll be like, nigga, is they paying me? Nah, I'm just playing, bro. But, but yeah, I appreciate you, hurt for real, man. Me. I appreciate your knowledge, bro. I appreciate you letting me take this time and, and doing this interview, little bro, for real, man. Like, you always one of my guys. Anytime you ever I'm need bad. anything, you know I'm going to call away, bro. I can't wait for my son one day to get big and watch some of your film and, and wrestle and do kind of the similar shit you did as a kid because, man, you're an inspiration, bro. You're the classic example of don't ever tell a motherfucker you can't do it, you know, and I just appreciate you, bro, for real. I appreciate you for having me on the show, man. I'm glad I'm glad to be on here finally. Well, yeah, man. And and don't forget, Herc, you're ugly. You're ugly. <laughs> you're really, really ugly. <laughs> That's Shout out to Raul, man. Shout out to man. Hey, man, I'm going to holler at you, boy. Love you, boy. I'm going to holler. All right, fool. Man, fire interview right there, for real, for real. Hercules, man, bro, appreciate you for real, for real. The Mata Afa interview, man. He dropped some real gems. So I hope y'all was listening, man, for real. Go to theleisuretimepodcast.com for easy podcast access and exclusive merch. Also, tune into our new show called TLT Sport Talk, where we talk the hottest shit in sports weekly. We dropping another episode, episode two, on Wednesday. There you have it, folks. Episode 18 of the Leisure Time Podcast. It's your boy, iMac, and I'm going to leave you with a gem. Hey, we taking it to the island vibes, island vibes. Herc picked this song. It's called Blind to You by Kylie Buds. Y'all going to like this one. Hey, yo, Dollars, drop that joint, bro. Yeah.
them chatting all a friend me But me and them back them what end me But me now give a damn by horse and a piece And me walking on me timber and not tell me for no sympathy And just two wanna see me come Only God to feed me and You know why see me cross the law Wanna be now I'm blind to you Haters Can't touch me war instigators Me say where is the love lately Ask you how the world a 